Improv. Yes! I love Zoe Deschanel. Welcome to the Improv Cast with Linnea and Harrison. <laughs> uh, today we're today we're continuing to learn improv rules together. So we have two rules today. It's more like simprov rules. <laughs> we have two rules that we're going to be learning today. They're both kind of extensions of yes and, so we decided to block them together. Um, first of the two is after the yes and, add new information. So if someone is saying, hey sister, you don't just say, yes, I'm your sister. You're, you say, yes, I'm your sister and I love you very much, even though... I slept with your boyfriend. <laughs> yeah. Let's be realistic. So you're adding you're adding extra ma- extra information. So the example on this website, which is just pantheater.com, is if if you're talking about washing a dog, you say, "Yes, I washed the dog and I fed him steak too." That's pretty much just what we were talking about yesterday. When you when you say yes, you're accepting what the person said is true. When you say and you're going to add new information afterwards to expand the scene in the universe. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the second rule of the day is don't block. So, yes and is accepting what someone's going to say. You're saying, yes, I agree. But if you say no, that's blocking slash denial. So, if someone says... I'm your sister. Don't say no, you're not. Mm. Because then they're just going to be confused and not know how to carry on with the scene. And it's just going to be awkward and not good. That could apply to real life, too. Just very selectively. You know what I mean? (laughs) Do you have a specific example you're thinking of? I mean, today I went to Home Depot (laughs) at 6 a.m. because... I am building a shed, and I don't know how to build a shed, and I thought a bunch of, like, really tough guys would be there during the day, and so I went at 6 a.m. thinking, all these tough guys wouldn't be there because it's 6 a.m., they should probably be in quarantine with their families, and the woman said, are you sure you're able to fit all this in your car? And I said, yes, and give me some more wood. So I got like seven slabs of eight feet long pieces of planks, planked woods in like a little SUV did not fit. Like everything was jutting out of the sides. It was like a hundred dollars worth of stuff. And the woman is looking at me saying, you can just return it or rent a car. I go to rent a car. They ask for my insurance. They're like, do you have insurance? And I say, yes. And I have my card with me. I don't even have insurance. I don't have car insurance, and I'm, I didn't want to look like that that noob that came to Home Depot at 6.30 a.m. with no idea what to do. I felt bad because I made three workers carry all the planks of wood back to the, to the respective aisles, and it wasn't even 7 a.m. The store had been open for an hour, and already there was this stupid idiot in the store with no car insurance. Harrison really wanted to tell that story. <laughs> but the moral of the story is it is okay to say no to things if you don't know what you're doing 
I just, I'm trying so hard to be like Jonathan Scott. I don't know who Jonathan Scott is. The property brother. Oh, <laughs> we definitely went over this. I'm trying so hard to be him <laughs> because somewhere out there, there is a version of Zoe Deschanel that is single <laughs> and ready to marry me. All right. For those of you who um, want to get married soon, Harrison also wants to get married soon, so he is not able to legally drink at his wedding. That is his goal. Hell yeah. He wants to get married <laughs> at 20. He's currently 19. If anybody is available, please hit us up. And figure out time travel, please, because I want to know you for at least three years before I marry you. And I did the math. It's kind of impossible. Um, if you had a time machine, what would you do with it? <laughs> you asked me this question. No, you brought this up. <gasps> what did I say? I know that I said I would go back to 2005 and I would see Panic at the Disco live in Denver, which was their first, um, that was their first album, which is my favorite album. And the tour was absolutely insane. What did I say I was going to do? Oh, my God. I'm drawing a blank. You said you were going to do something crazy. Crazy, bro. I mean, that's kind of obvious, crazy. but... Wait, did I... What? <laughs> Give me a hint. <laughs> oh, I found it. Oh, yeah, I could just look at my text messages. <laughs> you said... <laughs> you said you would go back... If I had a time machine, I wouldn't go back and stop a genocide or a plague or anything. I would go back to 2004, kidnap a 12-year-old Logan Lerman, go to the year 2500, adapt the Percy Jackson series. And then our friend James said, go back to ancient Greek times and capture an actual minotaur. Then you also said... We should just make a shit ton of amateur movies, but never tell anyone how our CGI budget is so high. We could get Lily Singh as Annabeth and Elon Musk as another character, and I don't know how to... Is it, it's C-H-I-R-O-N. Chiron. Chiron. Oh my god, that's right. Imagine that. You go back in time, your CGI budget for indie, like, $2 million budget films is insanely high. You get all the Oscars, all the Academy Awards, because everyone loves you. You get you get the Golden Globes for the best comedy or musical. You cast Zoe Deschanel in the lead role, and somehow she's still ageless. Like you don't even have to go back in time to get a twenty-year-old Zoe Deschanel. You get a sixty-year-old Deschanel from the future, and she'd still look like she's thirty. <laughs> in response to me saying I would go to two thousand five, you said two thousand five must have been a time, the because Friends had just ended. The Lumineers officially became a band. Shark Boy and Lava Girl was released, and YouTube was made. I mean, think about that. Before two thousand five, and I turned five. Um, who cares? Before two thousand five, no one had that Taylor Lautner role to look up to. You know what I mean? You can't say you didn't pretend to be Lava Girl. Um, I mean, I used to hold my breath underwater all the time trying to be Shark uh, Boy. I'm gonna be honest. I didn't. Fo I. I like that movie scared me. I think it was like the George Lopez um guy. I was so afraid of that. <laughs> oh my god. I want I still like to this day don't remember much of the plot line. It was like the guy had a dream journal and he was like falling asleep and this all was happening in his dream. I don't know, but for whatever reason 
I have flashes of my childhood, and George Lopez is in a lot of them, but I don't remember where <laughs> I've seen him. Like, I'm, I think I've seen him in his own talk show. There was a TV show about him and Shark Boy and Lava Girl, but... It's because he had a show. <laughs> what, a, what, a, what a crazy life. What were, what were we talking about? Okay, back to... We were talking about the next rule of improv, which is don't block. So the opposite of saying yes is blocking or denial. And it, if you are saying no to someone, it makes it really hard to add new information or even worse, negates what has already been established. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But if it, so usually people say no because they're trying to play it safe and they want to contain uh, or they want to maintain control of the scene. But if you say no, it mm. it's not it. You know what I mean? That was really poorly said by me. But if you <laughs> Yeah, and also um I think sometimes you can't <sighs> sometimes you can't help it though cuz cuz it's hard to re- remember like everyone's names. So in that sense, I think it is technically a denial if you call someone by the wrong name, but then you just got to roll with it. Yes. You So if you're like if you're Megan in one scene and then I call you Barbara in the other if you were in a scene where someone got called two different names, how would you play it off? Evil twin. <laughs> Either evil twin, um, doppelganger from another dimension, um, lost at birth, separated at birth, um, father who went back in time, kind of like 17 again. I want to see 17 again because it's Zac Efron and Matthew Perry. And I love Chandler Bing, so I feel like I would love it. Matthew Perry. I haven't. He wasn't that. <laughs> Chandler's my favorite character in Friends. I haven't, like, I don't know why I haven't seen that movie. It's on my list of movies to watch during quarantine. Uh, blocking. Yeah, just blocking keeps, prevents the action from moving forward. Mm, kind of like us. What? <laughs> Talking. Oh, I definitely do this. <laughs> Blocking is definitely something that I need to work on. But in it, real life, it, yeah, cock blocking. Um, definitely need to work on it. <laughs> no, in improv. So like, I I said in the last episode, like, if I ever say no to someone, it's because I feel like they said something that, um, like, warrants someone to convince me. You know. So, if someone said, hey, I want to go to the movies with you, and I say, no, I don't know you, that's blocking because I'm preventing us from moving forward and having a scene at the movies. But in my own head, I'm trying to, I'm justifying it by saying, oh, like, I need to establish a relationship with this person. But on the other hand, instead of saying, I don't really know you, I could have just said, yes, I'd love to go on another date with you, which establishes that they've already gone on a date together. Wait, that's, that's so smart. <laughs> it's the implication. Thank you. The implication affirmation. So, oh, okay, okay. So blocking is not always bad, okay? But if you block someone at the beginning of a scene... 
it prevents you from finding a solid foundation and construction. So if someone comes up to me at the beginning of a scene and says, hey, let's go to the movies, I shouldn't say, no, I don't want to, because then that leaves them to say, like, well, I have to try to reestablish this entire scene again with a different started line. Thank you. Thank you, Linnea. Yeah. Thank you (laughs) for that tidbit. But if we're already in a scene and they said, hey, let's go to the movies together and I say, sure, I'd love to go on another date with you. Then we're on the date and a couple lines later they say, hey, I want to marry you. Then I can say, no, this is our only this has only been our second date. Well, (laughs) does that make sense? (laughs) Well, what the fuck are we supposed to do now? (laughs) <laughs> yeah, but but if someone asked you to marry them, I thought you had to say yes. Yeah, what were you saying? Yeah, you say yes and I'm pregnant. Did we did we not? Yeah, did we not discuss did we not establish this in the last the last episode? You're right. You're right. I'm sorry. I need to I just needed this reiterated. You're full of contradictions. I needed this reiterated. Oh. Linnea, repeat after me. Someone asks you to marry them. Yes, and I'm pregnant. You say yes. um i'm trying to think of an example of when you would say no to someone and it would be good um oh i got one okay um so it's it's so you're in a scene and and one person's like a waiter in a restaurant and the other person's um getting served and they're like being a Karen about it, and they they keep sending their food back, and then the woman's like, "What if I? What if I like gave you something else? You know what I mean? What if I? What if I did this? What if I did that?" And they say no, and that's a character trait of a Karen. Okay, <laughs> I like that example. <laughs> um, this goes back to what Harrison was saying about if you accidentally call someone the wrong name, um, improv wiki says if if um you call someone the wrong name you could say oh you must be this the grandson of the person i'm thinking of because i came from a lab and i've been in a deep sleep for 50 years and that's definitely a way to turn a little mistake or a little blip into a big uh scene you know what i never understood though Captain America was in a deep sleep for like 70 years and somehow he came into the 21st century not racist. Yeah. I'm just confused. (laughs) I think that keeps me up at night. (laughs) Do you want to talk about Captain America? No, I just want to talk about anachronisms. What does that mean? Uh, Things that are like not in the same in the time they're supposed to be. Ah, I see. Kind of like Doc Martens. They're a very futuristic invention, if you ask me. You think so? Yeah. That's because I have Doc Martens. I have <laughs> white Doc Martens. I'm edgy. They look very nice with your red pants. <laughs> Thank you. Here's an example of good blocking. So, if I tell Harrison that I'm gonna that I want to go to the movies with him, and he says. No, I can't. I. Let's go. He can. He can say sleep together instead. Uh, yeah, he can do that. Uh, but 
in a way that is just completely squashing my idea and going with your own. Mm. But this example is, let's go to the movies, and Harrison says, no, I can't, I have a terrible headache. And then I could say, "Ah, whenever I have have an idea, whenever I want to do something with you, you always have a headache. And that could lead to just us fighting for a scene and bringing up everything that um, one of us has ever done wrong in the relationship, which could be funny because you can just com- like say wild things. Say like, you cheated on me with Jackie Kennedy. Just like weird things. <laughs> what? Why was that your go-to? So I was <laughs> yesterday. So I saw Jackie Kennedy. Yeah, yesterday I saw a picture of Miss Jackie Kennedy, darling. <laughs> yesterday I saw a picture of Jackie Kennedy for the first time. Oh, Harrison just muted himself. Either that or my internet broke. Okay. I think you muted yourself. Uh, I think it did. <laughs> so that that could happen, or you could say like, "Let's go to the movies today." And you could say, oh, I can't. I have band practice. And then the person could say, whenever I want to do something, you're always with your band. Are you cheating on me with one of your band members? And then you could have someone else enter the scene as the band member that you're cheating on. And you could go off on the scene from there. I hope it's just a clarinet player and not one of those freaking oboe players that you're, you're sleeping with. I hate to be the one to say it, but the oboe player in my band every freaking year was one of the clarinet players who wasn't good enough to play the clarinet, so they switched to the oboe and thought they were the absolute shit. I can't relate. I actually had good oboe players, so. I play a double reed instrument. (laughs) Speaking of band, um, if any of you want to join our Facebook group called a group where we all pretend to be in a high school band. The picture is like a picture of Taylor Swift in a blue marching uniform. Um, You should request to join on Facebook. Everyone gets accepted. We have, I think we have like 200 members. Yeah, but a lot of them are kind of old. No, a lot of them like enjoy it. There was, okay. Probably too much. I realized, yeah, I realized, I keep forgetting I'm over 18 because... Whenever I'm in in a space with like an adult, I get uncomfortable. I'm like, wait, they could be a pedophile. But then I realize I'm not a, a kid. It, it's just it's just very freaky to think about think about that. Think about that for a second, Linnea. Mm. You're an adult whose opinion nobody respects. What what area is that? Um, nineteen to twenty three. <laughs> twenty three and me. New band name, I call it. <laughs> 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 New company name, I call it. I think that's copyrighted already. Oh, what about 46 and you? Get it. Okay, it's a genealogy test. Um, You send your DNA to them, but instead of giving you a result back, they plant your DNA at a crime scene, frame you for murder, put you in jail, and there you have the option to meet your, your other half. It's like a dating show. Do you think any of my cousins will be on it? <laughs> Are you Irish? <laughs> I need to work on my Irish accent. Me too. Still. I haven't I haven't done anything for it. 
I'm I'm gonna continue this conversation <laughs> in my Irish accent. No, that's not that's not Irish, isn't it? Fuck. I can't do an Irish accent. So do you have anything else to do you have anything else to add about um the and part of yes and slash blocking? Yes, um actually blocking is something you can do in your everyday life. Don't say no to people because you're denying their truth. This has been a slam poetry reading by Harrison. <laughs> and it was no, all but... a dream. <laughs> Wait, have you talked about your Instagram poetry career yet? Oh my god. Okay, so you guys know Rupi Carr and all those Instagram poets. I want to make Instagram poetry, but with a twist at the end. Like, like one of the poems I wrote is like, if I die... Have my parents bury me. Tell them I love them. Tell my priest I'm sorry and repent for my sins. And go to my computer and erase my search history. You know, stuff like that where it's like emotional to the common man in a deep philosophical way. Because sometimes stuff happens and if you... If you happen to have pornography on your laptop and your mom is cleaning out your room, you don't want the last thing she thinks of you to be that you are some sort of sexually depraved kid in your, your bedroom where you grew up and then you just died. So I think, I think my poetry could really speak to a lot of people. Um, sorry, I'm tearing up just thinking about it, how moving it could be. I don't know. I don't know. That's just That's just... That's just a random random thought from Harrison Lee. I was suggesting that Harrison end his Instagram poems with, and it was all a dream, or something like, and then they woke up. No, oh my God! I, do you have, did you ever read The Giver? Yes, but I don't remember it. The ending. My teacher was like, "Do you guys think that was a dream or not?" Because the ending was like he kidnapped some baby and then went sledding, passed out, and woke up on the other side of, like, the the barrier between the, the world where you can't see color and the world you can. And she was, and my teacher was like, yeah, she purposefully, Lois Lowry purposely wrote this book so that it's unclear whether or not he died at the end, or, it, yeah, he died at the end, or it was a dream or something. And I hated that. Nothing is a dream, Okay. If you write something and you end it with it was all a dream or and then they woke up or he was dead the entire time, I hope <laughs> the entire I hope your book gets adapted into a movie by the people who adapted the Percy Jackson series. <laughs> I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> if you just end it with and it was all a dream, then like what is the point? Because you're writing this book anyway, so, like, yeah, if you're, <laughs> it's already, like, acceptable for these things to just not be real, you know? Like, we know this isn't real life. It's in a book. You don't have to make it in a dream, too. That's the weirdest thing, though. Sometimes, like, my suspension of disbelief is so low. Like, I'll, I'll, I'll believe everything. Like, in Harry Potter, I'll believe all the magic, everything, like his relationship with everyone but the minute molly weasley was like nice to ron for one second 
I was like, this is not real. When someone this... does something out of character, I was like, Jake Rowling. You really are like, hold up. I was all good with the Nargles and the Thestrals, but as soon as Molly Weasley is nice to her child and acts out of character, I don't believe it. Not, it's just, she's a, she's a wonderful, wonderful woman. But she literally sent a screaming letter to her son to embarrass him. In fr- That's so extra. You're right. That's a really good point. That's like putting your voicemail on for the whole school to hear. Because you didn't clean your room. <laughs> Wait, uh, this is slightly off topic, but instead of using um, like regular text messages... Apple has this feature where you can send voice memos and like voice recordings and I always use them because I'm really lazy one and I don't want to type out long messages and two because I feel like these uh, audio messages do a better job of demonstrating my tone and like my actual emotions rather than if I just used a bunch of emojis and punctuation so I send a lot of voice memos to Harrison, and he was comparing them to Howlers. Yeah, because it's it's just simple rants about five seconds of summer, memes you've watched, your brothers, um, the fact that the Chimes have released a version of Uptown Girl on Spotify called, da- uh, called Georgetown Girl, and every time I listen to it, I have to cry and send a a voice memo myself to Linnea and her friend James Musial, who we will shout out right now because we haven't shouted him out at all. <laughs> oh, yeah. Shout out, James. We were mentioning him before. Oh. Oh, sorry. My internet, like, broke, so I thought you were still talking. <laughs> but I, like, I was the one that started sending these voice memos, and then Harrison sends me so many and it's hard because like I'll be downstairs with my family when I get them and they expire after a certain time so I feel like I have to listen to them right away so I'll have like I'll be like at the phone or at the table with my family and I'll have my phone up to my ear just listening to Harrison like talk about Disney weddings oh Disney weddings or whatever we were talking about the other day yeah um I was going to talk about no but, but I'm wondering if the, this episode is long enough. It's long enough. And we should talk about that um, in the next we episode. Should. And if you guys got this far, we forgot to mention the secret word last time. But the secret word this time is going to be Dr. Lee. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, thank you guys for turning to. Oh, my gosh. Thank you, guys. For- Thank you for turning in your essay. <laughs> It'll be graded very shortly. <laughs> Thank you for tuning in to the Improvcast. Be sure to comment or message us. Uh, Dr. Lee, you can Instagram DM us at jameslee07 or at Linnea underscore Petropolis. Uh, <laughs> and tell us the secret word, Dr. <laughs> Lee. And Make sure um, you- those DMs. Those DMs are also suggestion boxes. Yes. Um, if you have any suggestions on how to improve the quality of this podcast, DM James Lee 07. If you have any personal suggestions regarding Linnea, just, <laughs> just 
Shoot her a text message. Why not? I'll, I'll give you her phone number. <laughs> uh, also, make sure you tune into our next episode, which will be up soon, um, in which we talk about no but and some other rules of improv. We're, we are going to do some improv for you now, and it'll be uploaded in a separate audio file. See you soon. Peace.